Hi, this is Vinny DeRosa with FloridaRealEstateUniversity.com. And what you're about to hear are the questions that I get asked every single time that someone decides to take a real estate class from me or other schools. I hope that you will take the time to listen to it. It will give you pretty much a real good insight as to the things that you need to know to start the course, to apply to the state, and to actually take the state exam. I know it's going to be long and wordy and eh, boring sometimes, but you know what? It might help you get through all of those questions that you have in your head. And if you have other questions, please don't hesitate to call me. Again, this is Vinny DeRosa. I'm a licensed real estate instructor with Florida Real Estate University. And my phone number is 888-738-7381. So this is Vinny DeRosa, licensed real estate instructor with Florida Real Estate University. And on the phone with me is... Dan Olson, uh, student. Student, Stan. Student Stan, there you go. So Stan, I know that uh, you've already signed up for the course and you went through a process to, to get to me. So can you give me a little bit summary of how you got to where you are today? What, what, what prompted you to start thinking about getting your license? And what are some of the things that uh, you were looking for in your educational requirements? Oh, thank you. Um, so, you know, I've bought and sold, you know, my personal homes a couple of times and I've got a couple other projects going on and decided that, you know, I really like doing this and I might as well dig in deeper and, and get licensed and, and learn how to be a real estate professional. Okay. And then, um, so I started looking at schools um, and to be honest, um, this the Florida Real Estate University gave me the best impression from, um, from a novice's standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, saying, okay, well, what am I looking from a university, a school, an academy? Um, and, and your website sold me, to be honest. It was the most professional one that I could see. Well, thanks. <laughs> we, we went through a lot to get it to that point, and that was the whole thing, is was to make it simple. And, you know, people have got fancy. Well, I know my competition out there, and, you know, mm. we all basically, from a school standpoint, as far as the state of Florida is concerned, there's, you know, hundreds of schools out there. All of us are all licensed with the Florida Real Estate Commission. All of our courses are approved by the Florida Real Estate Commission, so we all have the same stuff. And the provider you found when you got into here is, Dearborn, which is the RE campus. So every school has basically the same material. It's just how it's presented is the same between all the schools because we don't get that. We don't go into it and manipulate it. It's there. It's approved by the state. The thing that you get from me versus some others is when you called or did you call me or did I call you? I, well, uh, I actually, I went on to your website Okay. And I um, contact me, and there's a little uh, description, and I asked you a few questions in the online version, and mm-hmm. you called me right back the next day, and I thought that was fantastic. Yeah, I would have got to you sooner, but <laughs> we got kind well, of. Well, it was nighttime when I was writing it. <laughs> well, you know, there have been times where it popped up, and I go, "Should I call? Should I call right now?" Because you know, I get calls from all over the country because people can do now all of this online without actually. You know, without without having to physically come to a, a, a classroom, and the beauty of it is, and I've had a couple of situations where people were in other states contemplating moving to Florida, and I said, well, let's talk about the situation. Well, you can take the course online, you can do the application online, and by the way, you can get your fingerprinting and take the test in your home state, and they go, huh? I didn't know that. Well, we couldn't do that 10 years ago. We couldn't even do that five years ago. So if, you know, 
So I, I had a gentleman who was in the military, oh gosh, five, six years ago, and he took the entire course knowing that he was going to be coming back stateside, and he had everything done before he even got here. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. All right, so you did find me, and I, I appreciate that. So as far as the course is concerned, there's a 63-hour, which you've just started which is the prerequisite course, and that's mandated by the state. Questions you might have about the, now that you've had an opportunity to go into it and see it, any anything there that stands out? Sure. Um, you know, so now now I got it. There's a 63-hour requirement, regardless of whether I'm in it with Florida Real Estate University or any other school out there. 63 hours is what Florida says. Right. Um, right. The, you know, one part when I was doing the registration um, you know, there's options there of additional courses that may be um, helpful. Correct. And, you know, so I'm new, mm -hmm. novice, going in, I'm like, well, I probably need everything. But no. maybe right off the bat, I just need to focus on my 63 hours. I don't know about the log exam prep or anything. Yeah, you're right. And, and, I, and I tell people, let's do it in baby steps. So start with the 63-hour course. And I suggest either a textbook or an ebook for two reasons. One is you're not going to sit in front of your computer for hours on end. And the beauty of taking the online course versus being physically in a classroom is if you're in a classroom, you've got to sit there for 63 hours. On the online, if you can get through a chapter in 20, 30 minutes, that's great. But if you've got a textbook, it'll make it you go even faster because you've now pre-read some of the material. And so that when you get into that chapter, you're going to go, oh, I see that. Oh, I get that. So that's the beauty of having a book versus the ebook, you can put notes in there, uh, or you can circle areas and come back later and reread it when you do it online. So that's the plus and minus. So as far as buying other materials, the only thing I ever tell people is either buy a book or an ebook right now. And the rest of that stuff, the exam prep, you don't need any of that at this moment in time. Sure. Uh, and, you know, as I'm just finishing up with uh, the, the unit two on the, um, on the course, you know, I'm realizing that, you know, the book is essential to go through at the same time and to make little notes. Yes. I even ran down a special notebook. So I'm, I'm, I'm writing down as I go through um, everything and then I can stop the course. Yes. Um, and then I can, you know, my wife wanted to go do a workout. So I was able to go do a workout yep. and then come back and, yep. and pick up right where I left off. So that was pretty, that's pretty, that's good stuff. Yeah. I, and again, it, 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 it helps you. And here's the thing I tell people the very first night of class. In the back of the book is a glossary. People overlook that. It is a very, very valuable tool. Uh, I've taken some courses over the years where the instructor says, the glossary is your friend. If you take a little note card and write the, the, the term on the front and then write out its complete uh, sentence or its paragraph about that particular word, like estoppel. What the hell's an estoppel? Or what's eminent domain or tenancy by the entireties? These are terms that are old English terms that we still use today, but for the test purposes. In the real world, probably not. But if you take and write that word on one side and then write the entire definition on the back and use it as a flip card. I tell people, if you write it, read it, you will remember it. So true. It, it's a simple process that it, it would make life so much easier for everyone when they took the test if you understand the vocabulary because you're coming from a different profession. I understand you are military. Thank you for your service. Uh, thank you. And 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 I think that you know, we what, those of us who have served, you know, are kind of stuck in that mind that you know, someone puts an idea in your head and it's an order, you follow it. So I'm not making this an order. I'm just saying it it it, it has been something that's been very successful and useful over the years. 
for students in my classes. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Uh, and, and your point as well, Deacon, about uh, understanding uh, terms, terms of reference, glossary type. You know, I, I, I use the term comp, you mm-hmm. know, when I'm out there, you know, working. I'm like, and then the, to me, it's a comparative something. You're comparing it to a region or in the book, it'll tell you, you know, a uh, farm, you know. Um, but I didn't know that as a layman. I just thought it was comp comparative. Well, it's a comparative market analysis, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, light bulb, ching, ching. you know, okay, now I got it. You know, now that's the professional term. Right. You know, it's MA. So, yeah, it was good. Yeah. So you've already discussed the part that you can easily get into it and start and stop it anytime you want. That 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 is one of the beauties of um, the way the system is. It knows where you've left off. It lets you keep reviewing and going back until you decide to take the final exam. So, you know, you could stop, stop, and it would, you know, log in your time that you were on there and, and, and keep you uh, current. You know, because I always like to go back to the um, university site. Right. Um, because there's tons of information on there that I'm, I'm picking up more and more and more. So anything else? And we're going to get to a couple of the other questions that, you know, we have on our list here. Sure. Uh, you know, so basically, you know, being, being a layman before I registered for anything, I just contacted uh, you through the university site. Um, you know, not knowing what was the first thing I should do. And you kind of outlined that uh, or already, but can you go over that again real quick? Well, there's, there's a few things. One is you can start the course and simultaneously, and again, this is getting a little bit ahead, but you can simultaneously start the process of your application and to be able to sit for the state exam. Uh, I tell people for reason for that is because by the time you get done with the course, hopefully now with all that's going on, it used to take three to four weeks to get your application processed so that once you get the course done, you get your course completion slip, which is your ticket to go to the state exam. And if you've got your application approved and your fingerprints done, you're sitting in a state exam in three to four weeks. So that's the benefit of doing it on a parallel track. Some people don't want to do that. That's fine. But the further out that you go, retaining a lot of this stuff will go away. The beauty of it is you can go back and re-review material. So it's not gone. You know, you're, you can sit there and, and do a re-review of the material up until the time you take the state exam. That's a great. Appreciate that because it, it, that is, it, it might sound basic and, and very common to a professional like yourself. But to me, uh, initially, I'm like, whoa, you know, I can, I can register before, you know, the, it, it was a little confusing. But um, after I sat down and, and worked through it, I actually did go online, like you said, mm-hmm. uh, and apply through the state. Mm-hmm. Uh, to apply for my fingerprints already. So Good. that's, you know, two weeks out uh, appointment-wise. So you can set an appointment through a couple different little agencies yep. there. So yep. I think it's about 50 bucks. Yep. Um, yep. And so I did that. And um, and so I did get an email back from the state right away saying um, that my application is basically halted until I get my fingerprints in. Correct. So, right. which is fine because it'll take me time to get through this course anyway. Yeah. What they'll do is they'll, they'll match them up, put them together. And so that now you've been validated that you can now sit for the state exam. Yep. So that's good. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah. It's an easy process. Uh, again, part of it is when you read about it, it's hard for people to understand. That's why I'm doing this. So I think if people listen to this, it'll make it simple. Um, as far as you had a question that you had sent to me, is do you offer any kind of discounts for enrollment or promotions? Um, right. There are schools out there that have, you know, the silver, gold, and pl- plum, uh, platinum pot packages. I don't do that I to people. That. Yeah, I don't do that. I mean, this is basically what you need to get started. They are selling you, and, I, and it's an upsell. And, uh, and, and I, I had the, a couple of people say to me, well, why don't you do this? No, because you don't need that. 
Not yet. So I keep it simple. Uh, do I offer discounts and promotions? I, I don't have the ability to do that within the RE campus. Our, our, our tuition for the course is set by, not Dearborn, but they have a base price that I work off of, then I put my markup. So as far as offering discount codes, they don't do that. They don't like to do that. So what I do is something unique and different. You and I are talking, and I make myself right. available to students anytime, you know, pretty much 12 to 12. I mean, um, I've gotten calls during dinner, and I'll take a moment or two to answer questions. I mean, uh, it's different. Again, there's a lot of bigger schools out there. I know who all they are out there. They're friends of mine, you know, who have sure. massively large operations, and good luck trying to get to somebody. The other thing that well, I Go ahead. Vinny, that's one thing I appreciated. So I sometimes when I you get what you pay for mindset, I believe in that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm I'm always I'm always looking to you know, be cost effective, but I do believe you get what you pay for. And when I was going on sites, they did seem a li- little gimmicky. Yes. You know, in, in my mind, you mm-hmm. know. Um and so like again, I I appreciate that. Well, I, I go to, I visit their sites and we all look at each other's sites and I look at the, you know, the silver, gold and bronze packages and I'm going, what the hell are you selling these guys? You know, they haven't even got a license yet and you're trying to sell them sales techniques and closing tech. You know, the whole purpose of this was to help you get to that first step, getting a license. All that other stuff comes later. Great. All right. So you are military. You're a veteran. So am I. Thank you for your service again. Um, to you. The, the, the school, I, my university, we don't do discounts. For anything, we we don't believe. I don't believe in discounting my my ability and my services. But the state of Florida, on your application, there are certain prerequisites, and again, there's a link for that when you make application to get uh, some some uh, abatement on some of your fees or your spouse. And there's certain rules on it. It's it's not a lot, but it's a little. I tell people go look at it if you think you can make use of it. There are certain parameters that you had to be discharged within a certain period of time, and yada yada. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of little hoops and and, and ladders that you got to go through. And I tell people, you know what? Sometimes just pay the extra fifteen dollars and just be done with it and move on. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I mean, the whole goal is to get through this and and get working in the profession that you want to you know, do. So yeah, I'm, I'm 100% with you. Um, so I, I guess the question I might have for you is, you know, are there any other courses you think that I might be uh, beneficial or should I go ahead and, and wait until after I'm licensed? I would not take any other courses until after you got a license. The pre-licensed course obviously is critical. And then once you become licensed, uh, you have the next phase of your education, which is the post-licensing, which I'm not even going to get into on this call. But there's post-education that's mandated by the state within the first 18 months of two years of licensure, which is a 45-hour course, which again, I have online. I'm going to make a few modifications and changes to that. So that is your only other course that is required in your first 18 months to two years of licensure. What happens is you fall into a cycle with the real estate commission whenever you make application and pass. Renewals are every two years. And they so they slot everybody into this 18-month, two-year so that you fall into a two-year cycle. And then after that, it's 14 hours of CE every two years thereafter. So as far as other courses right now, I would say no until you land with a real estate operation so that at point there, they may have courses that they offer. I would not spend any more money personally on anything else at this time. Sounds good. I mean, this is what, you know, all said and done, by the time you get uh, registered with the course, uh, you know, 63 hours, uh, that's probably enough for now. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, 
it's information overload as some people say you know yeah. and and if and if you can get through the course and concentrate on getting through the state exam first the rest of it will happen as as time progresses and and i i tell people look that's your first objective is just you know let's get this one task out of the way oh, uh, fantastic uh, let's see what are some other courses we talked about that okay well that's out of the way i think what we're going to do i well we're on a roll so i'm not going to cut it uh, you know and if people want to listen to the whole thing they can if they don't that's their choice so Getting through this process, you'll get an approval letter once your fingerprints have been done. And once you course complete, when you finish this course, it'll ask you, do you want to take the final exam? You take the final exam, it will instantaneously grade you and will either tell you if you passed or if you failed. If you passed, it'll give you a, a number of how many you passed on. So that will occur. And then what will happen is I will get an email saying that X student has just now completed the course. So once that occurs and I get the validation, because the RE campus will validate that this is you, that you've passed the material, you've met the requirements of the course. I get an email saying that Stan has passed the pre-license course, the sales pre-license course, the 63 hours. I then send you a course completion slip which is your ticket okay. to go take the state exam. Without that course completion, you can't get into the state exam. Once you complete, sure. you got that ticket, you got that course completion slip, you go in state to go take the test, they will grade you instantaneously and tell you whether you pass or fail. And at that moment in time, your license goes inactive because you don't have a broker okay. yet. So it's just sitting there in limbo, it's in escrow, it's just sitting there waiting for you to say, okay, I'm ready to rock and roll. So after I complete the state exam, Mm -hmm. um, I get basically an inactive license Correct. until I find a broker. Correct. Um, okay. So there's also an owner builder. Is that also, does that, uh, change anything if you work for an owner builder? Well, there's, yeah, there's, there's two, there's two statuses. One is an, you're a sales associate either way. You will be okay. a sales associate either under a broker or a sales associate owner under an owner developer. It's how they compensate you and how what functions you can do as a sales associate under a broker like myself you can do all of the services of real estate which you're going to get to further on in the text as a licensee you're not restricted as to what you can do you can do all of these services of real estate if you go to work for an owner builder or a builder developer the only thing that you can do is sell their stuff so if they have model homes or subdivisions or condominiums that's the only thing that you can sell. You can't go out and list anything. You can't go out and, you know, do any negotiate. You, you can't do anything other than sell their stuff. So those are the two statuses. Either you work for a broker or you work for an owner developer. Uh, there are pluses and minuses to that. Uh, some people like to work for builder developers because they got clientele that are coming in the door. Well, that makes sense. I mean, there's, there's pros and cons to everything. Yes. Um, and uh, so I understand that if my license is inactive as soon as the end... I can't necessarily go and freelance and, and sell property on my own. I, I no. need to have that broker. You have to have your license under a broker, and then that broker, whatever their requirements are for you to be a participant in their organization, some will have independent contractor agreements. Uh, and I warn right. people. I warn people about reading those things because there's some nasty stuff in some of those. The other is then you're going to have some ongoing cost when you decide to sign up with a brokerage the MLS fee, lockbox fees, advertising fees. So I would say that, and I tell people this and they look at me like, huh? I said, they're not interviewing you. You're interviewing them. I, I, a broker will take anybody who has a pulse, unfortunately. Mm. I would be very selective because it's your time 
that you're investing in your career. So I would have, and I, I've got a list of questions I, I'm going to rewrite and repost on their things to ask a broker when you interview them. They're not interviewing you. Yeah, they may want to know about your history and your background and what have you done in the past, but that's irrelevant as far as what you're doing when you're working with them. I want to know, you know, what is the commission splits? How do I get paid? What are my restrictions? Um, is there a, a, a market area uh, that you like to specialize in? Here's how I look at it. The state of Florida issued me a real estate license back in 1974. I can work anywhere in the state of Florida. So if they tell you that, well, this is our market, that's great. But the state of Florida is your entire market. Granted, you're not going to work all 67 counties. But again, if you're comfortable with a certain geographical area and that broker covers that area, that's great. And again, the same thing with builders or developers. They like their own little area. And that's fine. That's the choice you make. So I, I, would, I would be the one that was interviewing the broker versus the broker interviewing me. And again, you got to look at if they're independent or if they're a franchise or part of a network. The industry has changed in the last 10 years. A lot of it, and I was just reading something on Inman about the change where a lot of agents now don't even go into an office anymore. Sure. You know, we used to bullpen everybody in an office. We had to have office space. Now it's, it's, it's basically virtual. There has to be a physical office for that brokerage. So if, and, and, and be careful, and I tell this to other agents out there that are potential agents is don't sign up with a company that doesn't have a physical location. There are some virtual companies out there. Your job is to protect the consumer, you know, right. that's, sure. that's what the law says. You're there to protect the consumer from, you know, devious people. I mean, anything, you know, Go ahead. You, you, you bring up something that's, uh, um, hopefully I can tie this in because. Um, I thought once you completed the real estate exam, you're mm -hmm. now a realtor. No. But that's not true. No. Right? No. Because no. a realtor is a, is a um, you know, professional organization. Correct. Yeah. In the state of Florida, you're either a sales associate or a broker. You're not a realtor. Important nuance, I think, you it, know. Yeah. Uh, again, I tell people if, you're, if your ultimate goal is to be your own entity, your own company, then get your license, do the two-year probation under a mm -hmm. real estate broker, not a builder. Because if you go to work for a builder and you want to become your own broker, that time served doesn't count. Your license right. needs to be under a brokerage, not a builder. Now, 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 if that builder is also a broker and you're under his broker's license, then your time served to become a broker will be counted for that two-year window. So that's a critical component where I was doing a post-real estate sales course one time. And the guy goes, yeah, I'm going to get my broker's license. I've been with this builder for six years. And I go, that's great. But is he a broker? Well, no, no time served, dude. Oh, wow. So that is another critical question. If you're, if you're going to go interview brokers that are builders or builders asked, is your company a brokerage also? And do I put my license under the brokerage or the builder? So that if you want to make that next step to become a broker, you got to have time served two years. I know this is far advanced stuff, but you know, you got to think oh, about great. it's things you got to think about that in the future is going to impact you so that if you pass the test, you put your license active and you go in two years, I'm going to become my own broker. And you go down and the real estate commission says, sorry, but you don't qualify. You don't want to waste two years. Yeah, absolutely. So there's, this has been fantastic. This is really good information to know. Well, again, this comes from years of, of you know, sitting in a classroom with thousands of students over the years and, and hearing these questions. And, and, and understanding, you know, how compensation works. And you hold, hold the key as an agent when you go in again. 
you interview, I'm going to, I'm going to dig up, I got it in a pile somewhere of, of questions to ask a broker. And there's going to be some questions they're not going to want to answer. And if they don't want to answer it, I'd get up and leave. Right. You know, because I think that when you're investing your time and your energy, you don't get it back. This is, this is your, this is your opportunity, your livelihood, as far as the future is concerned. So let me ask you, what, what drew you into, I mean, other than brought you into thinking about, you know, getting your license in the first place? Uh, okay. Uh, well, to be honest with you, um, you know, I, I sold a house up in Virginia okay. uh, and I, I interviewed um, multiple real estate agents to find who I thought would be the best uh, agent for to sell my home. Right. Um, and and so that you know those little light bulbs started ticking you know like because I was already doing some of the uh, comparative market analysis I I knew I did my own research and then right. they confirmed my research and whoever was able to tell me something more than I already knew right they were my number one choice I threw my research out there and then I started you know looking online I'm like these are things I'm capable of I believe um, and it's also a way that I can make money. Mm-hmm. So let me figure out how to do this. And so this is a step in the process, I think. Right. Here's some interesting stats. This was January 1st through December 31st of last year. You know how many people made an appointment to take the state exam? Oh, I bet you a lot. 85,272. You know how many actually showed up? 73,231. So there was almost 9,000 people that didn't even show up to take the test. Now, here's another breakdown. Sales associates last year that t- that had their test graded, 32,377 last year. Out of that, 16,000 passed, a 40%, 49% pass rate. Ooh, that's- 51%, 16,377 failed. So there was about a one or 2% pass fail rate. So you got a 50-50 chance of passing it the first time. What would you attribute that to? Due diligence on the on the test taker or is it uh, confusing the way it's wording? Or? Scientific wild ass guesses, they didn't study. Now, gotcha. they go in the second time, repeat, the pass rate drops to 31%. Wow. 69% fail. It should be, but you know what happens? Again, people take the course, either online or in a classroom, and go, oh, I, I don't need to study. Well, you failed. Now, these pass rates have flipped in the last 10 years because of the internet. When we started offering classes online more than we did in the classroom, the ratios have totally flipped. Downwards. Yes. Yeah, I, I can see that because it's this is, no kidding, a, a real-life course. Yes. And uh, just because it's online doesn't mean it's any easier. Yeah. Matter of fact, if you if you if you're a traditional studier, it might be even a little harder. Um, but no kidding, this is I mean, this is a livelihood if 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 you're if you're into it. And so put your you know best foot forward. I would say. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the final year total graded. Now, people who took a test, sixty six thousand three hundred and thirty five total pass twenty six thousand five hundred eighty a forty percent pass rate. Wow. Thirty-nine thousand nine hundred and fifty-five or sixty percent failed overall. A little, scary. A little daunting, I think. It is, and again, when I sit with people and talk to about them at the class, I, you know, the course itself, I said, you know what, terminology. I, I, I hate. I'm going to brag. When I did the real estate course in class, I had about a ninety-five percent pass rate in the course, and at the state level, we didn't get stats, but I would get feedback, and I was pretty well prepped for people to get through the material. So that's going to be the next phase that I'm going to get into with you at some point too, is doing exam prep, prepping people for the state exam. Yeah, yeah, no, that's it's important. I mean, 
again, you don't want to waste time. Time is money. How do you be cost effective? You know, prepping, pre- yeah. <laughs> preparation, preparation. <laughs> well, it, it's 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 a great career. Uh, it's it's been my career since 1973, 74. I fell into it because I had no choice. So it it it, it is a, a a good place to be. So any other questions that you can think of that maybe we didn't cover or that you well. Um, you know, right, right now I am, um, saturated with learning. So, um, I'm, I think we've answered most of my questions. Um, and even some that I thought of after I registered. So, um, but I, I would reserve the right to give you a full list of questions sometime in the future. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think, (laughs) well, it, it, it's funny because again, I get asked these questions over and over again, just like we just did here. And the whole purpose of recording this is to put it on the site. And like I said, you've given me a couple of ideas because the candidate information booklet is the history that the FREC uses. This is, you know, a resource that people don't even realize it's there and I didn't emphasize it enough. You know, uh, you, you made a point earlier, and I don't know if it was before or after the podcast, but I will say this to whoever's out there listening. Download the candidate information booklet for the sales associate exam. Um, and why do I say that is because it, it helps you understand what each chapter represents mm-hmm. in, in just a few pages, yep. but it also gives you something I did not know until talking to Vinny earlier, which was it gives you the weighted, um, mm-hmm. uh, percentage yep. per chapter. Of, yep. So when you take the exam, if it's a 5% or 10%, you know where to apply more of your energy. Yes. Uh, I'll just throw that out there for, for the people like me out there who, Oh, you know, had a good idea of light bulb pop on their head. It's important to know. Right. I, I go back to Zig Ziglar and I think about, you know, he, I met him back in 1975, Dallas, Texas. It was, it was an, it was a, 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 a life changing situation, you know, where he said, you know, if you help enough people get what they want, you will get what you want. You know, once you're done with this course, you're not really done because you've got to take post 45. You've got another 45 hour class to complete. So the idea is to help you get through that process also. Well, it makes sense. And, you know, I'm a big proponent of people helping people anyway. So yeah, sounds good. All right, Sam. Well, any other things that you can think about, maybe jot them down and we'll pick this back up again. Great. No, I appreciate all the help and the one-on-one. So this is uh, super stuff, and I'm excited. Thank you. Thank you, Stan. Have a good day. You too. Okay. Bye-bye.